Thanks for joining us here on this Prospects Nation podcast. Marcus Burnett joined by the man with the plan, Brandon Clay. Today's topic, the University of Kansas women's basketball program. B. Clay is led by head coach Bonnie Henriksen. Uh, give us a synopsis of this program as a whole. Well, she's really gone out and, and gotten it done. Uh, I remember even back in, in 2007, uh, you know, 2008, you know, watching her recruit, you know, some of the, the kids that have, have come on and since graduated from high school and even Daniel McCray, who was out there and, and had a really good career there. Now into Angel Gerberich, who just left, and Carolyn Davis, and two sweet, two straight, excuse me, sweet 16 appearances. Henriksen's really done a good job of just getting that program to a point where once you're in the tournament year in and year out, postseason year in and year out, people expect you to be there and now your level of recruiting changes the types of kids you can get the types of kids you can get in on you can make inroads with she's done a great job and, and you're watching that program change as a direct result of the success that they've had this is now the second wave you know I mentioned McCray and now Goodrich and Davis who are leaving that's the second wave of kids who are good enough to play this game professionally at a, a high level who have come through that program that says a lot about what they've done out there in Lawrence Kansas so you touched base on coach, uh, head coach Henriksen, but uh, let's talk about the uh, assistant coaching staff as well, including Katie O'Connor, uh, Mahogany Green, as well as Shea Robinson. Well, it's interesting. You know, Katie O'Connor is somebody who's been in the, the business and, and done a good job, you know, dating back to the days of which, you know, I knew her. She actually was out there before going to Virginia. Was it? Virginia was a member of Bonnie Henriksen's staff before that so you know is in her second tour of duty so to speak there and you know played at Virginia Tech so once again we talk a, a lot about the ability to relate to players through your personal experiences and this is definitely a case she does a lot of the stuff with the player development and has done a, a really good job you know both Mahogany Green and then Shea Robinson are relatively new or brand new to the the staff you know Mahogany will be in her second year has done a really good job you know, has been at multiple places. So sees the game a little differently. You know, was Central Michigan, Eastern Kentucky. So just a lot of stuff. Eastern Michigan, it really spent a lot of time in that corridor of the world. And you see, you know, even a kid where now you can get into that region. And so putting get different people on your staff who bring different things. You know, Green played at Cleveland State. So from that region originally got a lot of ties and a lot of connects there. So look for, for that to continue to pay off as, as she's there for a while. And then, you know, Shay Robinson is a, a guy that I've, I've known for a couple of years now. Used to do skill development stuff in Florida, spent some time at Air Force. You know, we're both very familiar with, you know, Lexi Brown and Dee Brown. And Shay worked closely with Dee during his time down there in Florida at, at the Edge facility. They had another skilled guy, really good recruiter, makes really good connections. And so they really have a nice, solid staff of people who bring different things to the table. You know, I think that's always key when you're starting to put staffs together, whether it be for Kansas women's basketball or for Peach State basketball, for that matter. You know, you want to be able to utilize different pieces, and she's gone out and done that. And you look at the success that her other assistants have had and the places they've been able to go, it, it speaks for itself. Another thing that speaks for itself is the basketball-rich tradition uh, that's there on campus. Uh, at Kansas, you talk about Allen Fieldhouse and just the different basketball-related dynamics that are there. 
talk about the positioning of the men's basketball program, the allure and the buzz that that adds, but the recent success and, uh, you know, and, and improvement of this <laughs> women's program as well. Well, it's interesting. I, I think it's twofold. You know, obviously there is a definite impact and effect that schools like North Carolina, Duke, Kansas falls into that mix. On some level, Ohio State falls in both football and basketball. Uh, you know, usually it's either men's football or men's basketball that can help drive people toward that school. UCLA is a good example of a men's basketball school that is able to assist in terms of the legacy and the tradition. But the caveat to that is you have to be good. <laughs> you can't be 0-27. It doesn't mean anything if the program down the hall from you is winning titles if you're not any good. And Bonnie's done a great job of getting this program, like I said, two straight Sweet 16 appearances now. Now it matters that the, the men's program picks up an Andrew Wiggins, you know, the top recruit in 2013 and possibly that I'm one picking next year's draft. Now it, now it can matter, and that can help a little bit, and, and assists can be thrown there. But the key and the caveat is being good and, and getting good. And Allen Fieldhouse helps and, you know, being able to play in front of tens of thousands of people. You know, I think their record is like 16,000 people. Maybe it was 09, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's huge for a women's game. But you have to be able to compete in that game or those 16,000 people are not coming back. So they've done a really, really good job of getting the corner turned with that program. You know, I, I look for, you know, Asia Boyd from Michigan. I'm watching her as a high school prospect and got good minutes last year. I look for her to be able to come in and be impactful. And there are a couple other kids, too, that we'll get to in a minute that have to keep them at that same success rate in order for this to be a long-staying trend for the Jayhawks. And moving forward, give us a good snapshot of what's going out the door, so to speak, and what's coming in in terms of talent. Sure. We talked about what they're, they're losing with Goodrich and, and with Davis, and, and that's tough to replace. And, and a lot of times, you know, especially when you talk about a, a point and a forward for you, you know, those are two kids that really stirred the drink. So now you're going to be looking towards, you know, a kid like Natalie Knight who will be coming back off of an ACL, uh, actually an in-state product there from Kansas. So now you're looking for her to be able to come in and do big things for you and make sure that you're in a position to be able to, to win basketball games. We talked about Asia Boyd, and that's another kid that's going to have to play big and, and be a part of what's going on. Chelsea Gardner is going to have to play an increased role post player out of Texas. So everybody's got to take a step up, Marcus. Everybody's got to step into a new role. And then your freshmen have to come along pretty quickly, you know, when it's like that. You've got the Gonzalez twins out of Idaho. A lot of talk about them. Both of them were top 200 caliber prospects. Jada Brown on the interior there from Nevada. That kid could play the 3-4, either forward spot and be pretty good at it. Kayla Ma Manning Allen from Illinois is going to give them some size. They've gone and addressed some needs now they're just going to need those kids to be able to step in pretty quickly and help them get it done so that they don't miss a beat. And by the time they get into conference play in January, that's always the real key is that by the time you get into league play, you have to put yourself in a position. And they did a good job, you know, with their schedule. They're going to have some tests. They're going to play a Duke. You know, they're going to play an SIU Edwardsville. They're going to play an Emporia State, but they're going to turn around and they're going to play a Purdue out of conference. So a nice cross mix of teams, levels, and sizes it's going to be really good for the Kansas Jayhawks. But once again, it all boils down to those upperclassmen taking those new roles and those freshmen on campus. Two or three of those kids are going to have to pan out pretty quickly. January 19th, they will take on Baylor 
and uh, one of those very type of, uh, <laughs> you know, important matchups that you sure. just alluded to. Uh, you know, your thoughts on that potential matchup as well as some other things we should pay attention to uh, during their upcoming season. Well, you look at the Big 12 is going to be a little different this year. You know, Brittany Griner is gone. Odyssey Sims, you know, is, is still around for, for another year there at Baylor. But, you know, Griner was almost an unmovable force, you know, in the middle for the past, you know, four years. So I'm sure every coach in the league except for Kim Mulkey is glad to see her gone. Uh, it will be interesting. Like I said, I'll get a chance on January 19th to see, you know, what Bonnie and, and the staff come up with in terms of that matchup at home. And that should be one of those super well-attended games. It should be a great atmosphere. And, and, and we touched on it, just the tradition of Kansas basketball. You know, you feel some type of way when you hear that. It makes you immediately go, oh. And you're looking and, and you expect it to be good. And they've done a great job with that. So I think the challenge for, for them as it pertains to the whole league, you know, the, the league is different. There isn't a dominant team on paper when I look at, at that league. Hey, this team is extremely dominant in relation to everyone else. I think a lot of people lost and a lot of people will be trying to replace, um, you know, and that definitely is the boat that Kansas is going to be in and, and once again predicated on how kids fill roles. But I'm excited. By then they should be off to the races and running. I think if I'm not mistaken, that's about 15 games in for them even a couple of games already inside a league play. I believe it's their sixth league game, um, you know, there at home. So hopefully they'll have some courtside seats ready for me and Lawrence. I'll be there with my popcorn and my Coke ready to take in the show. Hey, man, I'm green with envy over here, man. That's a great <laughs> place to be when you talk about basketball. So I uh, look forward to checking out your recap uh, once you're actually there on campus. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Prospects Nation. We'll see you back here next time.